0: What's up guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Neo Vintage Podcast. I am Jabril and I am with... Steve, hope everyone's doing well. And for you guys who have never seen this show before, we're just two guys that like to talk over the biggest stories in gaming, but we like to start with what we've been playing. So Steve, what you been playing?
1: So it's, uh, I've been playing very uh, light things, I haven't been diving into any, too much of anything. Um, Obviously, just the launch of the new systems are right around the corner at the time of recording. This is the Sunday before both systems launch, so I've been trying to you know make sure i've uh you know balanced my time correctly so i'm just playing playing actually a lot of little things of uh on switch right before bed is usually my only time i usually get like 20 minutes so a little bit more of animal crossing still i go in fix up my town now that the halloween thing is over i probably won't be jumping in too much Um, probably when they do the holiday season i'll jump back in there so kind of just uh, finished off you know my little halloween decorations and stuff like that but besides that mainly I've just been playing so no more heroes I on the switch the first port one when I was ported a few weeks ago game still good very shorter than I remember I think I'm like plowing through it pretty quickly again I only really do a stage every uh, other night or so and then besides that just uh casually playing that uh, Paper Mario that I told you guys I was uh, restarted a while ago and I'm kind of jiving with it I'm I'm in that red mountain now which I think is still early on it's the second st- area i think so the red mountain with the blue ribbon that i have to take care of and stuff but the mechanics are starting to really work well now i'm kind of just enjoying it where the first time i was playing through i don't know why i was just so critical of it but i'm having fun it's a nice little game especially just kind of super cleansing everything before we jump into some of these big titles so that's all i've been playing i've been, been again keeping it very casual and not even playing too too much been watching obviously a lot of unboxing videos and stuff uh that all these things are out that's all i've been up to what have you been up to what have you been playing
0: yeah so i haven't been playing a ton the main thing that i've actually been playing is something that i play all the time but i don't mention it on the show because again it's been a continuous thing for probably seven years now it's just gta 5 uh i play it pretty (laughs) close to weekly um at its lowest point i was playing it like close like a couple times a month um, but generally speaking, like you know, at least like twice a week, I'm usually just you know going in there, screwing around, doing a couple jobs, buying a car, buying an outfit. You know, I always mess around in that job. That's I mean that game. I've been doing that for years, uh, so I've been playing that, and I finally got somebody who was gonna help me with my heists. So I'm kind of catching up on that, and uh, making a lot of money that way. But also trying to be, I guess, more social and play play with my girlfriend. Uh, it's been kind of like Among Us and like Phasmophobia. I guess is the game everybody's
1: talking about now with the ghost yeah, hunting. I, I see it. Tw- yeah, I see a lot of people posting. I haven't watched any videos of it yet.
0: Yeah, so I've been playing a, a bit of that with her and uh, a lot of other friends. And, and same thing with Among Us. And you guys know all about Among Us. Phasmophobia. Um, it's it's like a typical kind of like clunky PC horror game, but uh, they have some really cool mechanics in terms of uh, the way you can like lure out ghosts and you know capture different. Be- pieces of uh, evidence and the different areas and like you can like see the temperature change you could have like a spirit box and you could hear it kind of like talk back to you you can capture image of like ghost orbs like there's a lot of cool stuff that i haven't seen really any other games get quite into this level of depth uh because i feel like in some ways it kind of like takes that slender kind of vibe amnesia vibe where you're mm-hmm. kind of walking around an area looking for certain things uh but this one it's a little bit more nuanced it's a little bit more complex than that and it, it varies a lot more from kind of run to run so uh, it's a pretty cool game it's not something that i would like super endorse as like the thing that i'm loving to play right now um but it, it's it's kind of a cool thing to get a little team of people to, to play with and, and kind of mess around with and again it's what it's probably one of the hotter games in the industry right now, everybody's talking about Because at one point, yeah, it was like, um, was it Fall Guys, and then Among Us came, and then Hades came, and now it's like Phasmophobia. Like, there's always like that kind of like hot game that everybody's talking about, and so I had to kind of, you know, dip my, my feet into it.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm interested in checking out, again, some of the YouTubers I follow, I have I've seen they've posted it, but I just haven't checked it out. And, uh, yeah, Lightly, every once in a while, I play Among Us too, just because I do enjoy I finally got it on PC, so I'm not so restricted way like, easier whatever. to play on there oh yeah it's just i don't it's not that hard to play it on mobile it's just a little bit easier especially with uh if you're tasks, trying to do yeah. the group chat and the chat and the tasks and stuff like that so um, uh, i'm i'm falling i'm really feeling among us i like it
0: yeah me too it, it's it's a, the only i guess kind of annoying thing is like if you are playing with people but not a lot of people like if there's only like two or three of you getting a full lobby is a nightmare
1: yeah, especially when, yeah, I so we did the first night I played Among Us, it was like four of us, and then we try to fill up, obviously, because you're going to figure out who's the killer very quickly if you're playing with four people, Oh yeah, uh, and then when you fill it with randoms, we're on a chat, and then other people, they're not in a chat, and then we end up just becoming kind of a mess.
0: Yeah, so, a lot of fun though, but I, and I definitely yeah. get the, the hype of it. So, I guess we could jump into the first story, and it's kind of a continuation of what we did last week uh, at the end of the show, which is... Yeah getting our hands on the dual sense controller at the time i didn't have the controller you did you were very positive about it and right after that show that day i did get the controller and i've messed with it in various different ways kind of just you know feeling it on hand Mm -hmm. testing it on different systems i played a little bit on pc to just kind of feel how it moved around about it so i do got it here with me this time ahaha like you last week yep uh, so yeah, very very positive about this uh, controller. I like it quite a bit. Uh, I do like the pronounced like start and I, I what is it share or create? I, I forget which button it is. Um, uh, no, I think it's create. I do like that. I like that the the ma- that main light bar is gone. The control the triggers are a lot better and a lot clickier. I like that. I like the slight resistance in the thumbsticks a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that feels really good. And yeah, general like bulkier form factor of this controller to me certainly lessens the gap that I had between the DualShock 4 and the Xbox One's controller, where I just felt like the Xbox One's controller for me was just way more comfortable. And this one certainly lessens the gap. And so going from this to like the Switch Pro controller to the Xbox Series X controller is going to make a lot of parity between them. That's going to make things a lot more comfortable for me. Uh, the offset joystick thing has never really bothered me at all, so that's why PlayStation controllers have never been quite an issue for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm very high on it. Uh, I do think it's kind of strange where, like, it works on a PS3 right now, but it doesn't work on a PS4. Like, ha- ha- did you know that? Yes,
1: yeah, so I was, because tr- after the show I wrapped up, I was test trying to test to hook up to my PS4, was not working, even as a regular Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth device, and it wasn't working. I was curious, then I did check, I do have my PS3 hooked up for, uh other reasons for no actually no reason actually right now but yeah it, it worked you know it did but it does just read it as a bluetooth device the same way it reads uh dualshock 4 as just a general bluetooth device as a general you know those 15 dollar well, or when i worked at gamestop those 15 dollar cheap controls they just register as bluetooth devices so that's yeah. all i worked with i wish it worked on ps4 apparently that's coming in a software update later but
0: yeah it's something that looks like it just ha- straight hasn't been enabled so much as they're like resisting the ability for it to work yeah but uh yeah no i'm I'm really really positive about it i'm not like the biggest fan of like white controllers because i get super like nervous to touch it especially like coming off of dinner coming off of you know snacking or whatever i'm like i don't want to get any smudges and yellow this thing over time but my xbox controller has held kind of its whiteness all this time so i don't have any concerns there and uh you were certainly right about the little symbols not being as pronounced as everybody thought they were you could barely see those things
1: yeah, I can only imagine when you first. I mean, it's probably one of the first things you did you open it, turn it around. Oh, yeah, you, definitely. I was like, what you literally the hell? have to have the control like on your nose to oh, really yeah. see it. It's I like super, super
0: zoomed in and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you guys just have really good cameras. They, they had yeah. me out here thinking it was the most pronounced thing in the world. They, it's not they gritty fooled at all, everyone. Yeah,
1: they fooled everyone. It's nice. It's more like a little Easter egg than anything.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like the little Master Chief symbol in the Xbox and all that. So. And the
1: Xbox, yeah. That's how I always looked at it.
0: Yeah, so really positive about the controller. Again, ultimately, I'm not gonna have a ton to say until I feel those adaptive triggers. And I know some people are messing around with the controller, like with Spotify and stuff like that. I wasn't able to get that working, but I know people are doing that, where you can like play music through the controller and uh, yeah, to the speaker. The haptics re- react to the bass. Uh, wasn't able to do that, but hey, guys, if I'm able to get that working, I'll report back to you. I guess. Um, but yeah, until I'm able to feel those, like, adaptive triggers in-game, I probably, we won't really get the full DualSense package, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way where people, are, cause I, like, I, I boxed mine back up, and people are like, you're not messing with it. I'm like, I, I know there's a few programs out there from, but they're, like, from shady websites that will yeah. just show off the trigger. I was, I was more okay watching someone, like, mess with it. I do want it to work. I would, I can't wait to have the system in hand, because I do see, like, there's, things, there's like, certain things that like, the triggers actually can like resist back and stuff like that and i'm like oh those are things that i'm excited to try in game obviously all the reviews are, are praising it for that kind of stuff too but if we're this excited just to have it not even to a system i just can't once once the system's here it'll be fantastic
0: yeah i need that in miles that that's the place i'm trying to look for it.
1: yeah i can't i can't wait maybe by the next time we're recording hope so fingers crossed that's it we'll see Alright, now going into the uh, next story, or the next official story, something that we've been talking about, which feels like we've been talking about it forever, the Mass Effect Trilogy remaster has been announced, and also some other new Mass Effect news. So, EA and Bioware has officially confirmed the Mass Effect Trilogy re-release called Mass Effect Legendary Edition for consoles and PC. This announcement was made as part of the N7 day, November 7th, also the all the merchandise that is for Mass Effect and it comes after months of reports and rumors and leaks about the collection. The collection bundles together Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3 as well as most of the story DLCs. And then small caveat that they did at the end, BioWare is now working on on the next chapter of Mass Effect Universe which is featuring and being created by a veteran team, not the full team but a veteran team from the company and from the previous Mass Effects. So, Jabral, I know you have just replayed these not too long ago, but with something we kind of been talking about for a while now, the Mass Effect trilogy is finally being kind of brought back in its you know in a remastered form and stuff like that. Uh, how were your reactions with this? Because I know this was kind of just something we all were waiting to. After that, so many leaks, we that. knew this was coming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm super excited about this. But this is also like one of those things where, you know, they call them like the industry's worst kept secret. Like, we all knew this was coming eventually. It was a matter of like, when are they going to hold for next gen? Is this going to be like something they put a lot of money into? Is this going to be a remake, a remaster? We didn't know. Uh, But yeah, the remaster, it's perfect. Uh, I'm curious to see if they've rectified some of their anxieties they had with uh, Mass Effect 1. I know they expressed some kind of concerns about the fact that there's this kind of, I guess, jump in quality between 2 and 3, and 1 might not age the best in retrospect. Uh, as someone who's recently played the entire trilogy i think it plays fine enough especially for a remaster like i don't think it's this drastically unplayable thing uh to me it's definitely like that kind of like ps2 generation is where things start getting really wonky in the controllers where maybe you have to like completely rebuild it uh but as far as like 360 games and, and forward this game you know controls fine enough it's again yeah the least polished of the three uh, but, yeah, I'm just super excited to be able to jump in there. And now, again, since I played it relatively recent, allowing myself to uh, make some different choices, romance, different characters, I kind of locked myself into, like, a Liara romance, <laughs> the whole trilogy that I did <laughs> yeah. when I played. So I'd like to try some other things. Miranda, I'm coming for you. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then the second part of the story about the whole, like, veteran team thing definitely seems kind of a reaction to a lot of the Andromeda controversy where everybody's like, oh, my God, they put a B team to work on Mass Effect. And it was like a lot of newer people and that, I guess what you could make the assumption is why there was so many technical difficulties with that game and stuff like that. And a lot of the spirit of Mass Effect wasn't really captured and translated well into Andromeda. So this seems like a reaction to that. Be like, hey, we have people who have been at Bioware for some time who know what Mass Effect is. They're going to be working on the next game. And I guess at this point we can only ask, is this going to be a in spirit mass effect 4 because i know and not getting into spoilers there's a lot of things with 3 that kind of lock you into certain choices but is this going to be a mass effect 4 or is this going to be an andromeda 2 that is more polished or is this going to be another attempt at an andromeda like thing which is a reboot in a different universe but in mass effect i don't know what this is going to be in you can only guess at this point but uh what were your thoughts about this
1: so, yeah, it was, you know, it was exciting to finally see this, you know, truly, you know, fully come to fruition. Um, I always knew it was going to be, you know, I'm like, all right, it's cool. It'll come to PC. I was wondering how they were going to handle the whole where cross-gen thing right now. So, obviously, it's coming out for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One with free upgrade, from at least my understanding, free upgrade and whatever, backwards compatibility with the newer system. So, I'm like, that's cool. A lot of leaks early on also announced it for Switch, we, and they did not talk about Switch. So, kind of curious if that's a later on thing or one of those Nintendo partner directs they do on random mornings. But uh, you know, it's exciting to see this again. I haven't replayed the whole trilogy that long ago. Um, during like the peak of quarantine, I did replay the first one on PC, and you know, okay. the game is the game's aged. But I mean, on PC, and I don't, I didn't mod it. I just kind of played the game as is. And I'm like, it was fine. I had no problem playing it. Yeah, it's, some of the you know textures are a little muddy and stuff like that. And we don't know to the effect of how much... Because um, I know they've talked about leaving the games in the original form. Uh, you know, fixing obviously just frame rates and stuff like that. I wonder if they're going to go and clean up some textures and stuff like that. So I'm sure it'll look a little bit better. Like you said, I don't. See, the game's not unplayable. I don't see why anyone yeah. would be like, oh man, they left it as is. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want it that way. Because that's... I just replayed it, so they were acting like i had tank
0: controls like come on guys
1: yeah yeah that's a whole different story um the the other obviously this was a super to me a bethesda move where they're like we're all we're working on a new mass effect with some of the original team veteran team sorry not the original team the veteran team and then they did the super bethesda move where like here's a picture of a spaceship which yeah um i don't know it looked like something out of the mandalorian i, I don't know what you guys want me. i was like okay i mean no title no name no estimated dates and i'm like you this is definitely a reactionary kind of move mass effect has been you know the butt of a joke because of what andromeda was for so long on top of that bioware's had a lot of problems with anthem and all that kind of stuff so this is obviously trying to get people into good grace you know this year 2020 is such a weird year It'd be even more awkward if they would have just skipped N Seven Day because they always have something for this day, if it's new merchandise or some sort of event. Obviously, so I'm glad they chose this day for it. But it's kind of exciting. But at the same time, you know, when's this gonna launch? What else is gonna there be around? I'm not really, you know, it's asking a lot to jump into it to replay this trilogy. Each game is you know very long what's you know it's just it's it's under when it's gonna land if it lands during a nice dry time before like the fall because i feel like fall 2021 is gonna be filled with games is it gonna hit that nice kind of weak spot we don't know what next year looks like so it's exciting times for mass effect fans obviously the i think the company's kind of trying to scale back and try to bring mass effect back to its uh, former glory hopefully anyway
0: yeah the best case scenario they kind of crash it where they do this collection the collection gets really really popular and then they use that good you know again as you mentioned good grace to kind of segue into the new entry that captures that original spirit because it's going to be fresh on your mind and i think that's going to be the best if they can pull off a solid collection and then they launch a new mass effect game that is at worst fine but you know ideally really really great that can repair a lot of the damage i felt like andromeda did to mass effect
1: yeah I i think so too and i think it's kind of what they're obviously trying to do which is also why this this trilogy wasn't like released way prior to Andromeda because you would have seen like this is what the people really love and then here's this new game that you guys aren't going to like so yeah because It'll at the out. end
0: of the day it was one game and a poorly received uh ending that kind of threw off Mass Effect's trajectory but it's not like we got like 10 continuous years of trash and then now they're trying to fix it like i i think they can undo the damage just as fast as they did the damage in my opinion
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. For most part, you guys were, you know, Mass Effect's really a really great series.
0: Absolutely. So I guess we could jump into the next story, and this was a bit of a controversial one happening this, story, uh, this week. And it's basically about PT being blocked from working on Next Gen. So as reported by Polygon, the now iconic horror game teaser for Silent Hills, uh, and this is Kojima's game, uh, was seemingly playable on PS5 using a file transfer in October. However, after an update, the game can no longer be played on the new console, something IGN Japan has confirmed. Polygon reports that when com, con, uh, contacted for comment, Sony said that the change was a publisher decision, meaning that Konami had specifically blocked the game from being played on new hardware. Now, though, this is very disappointing from a, you know player standpoint. Again, phenomenal horror. I guess what you an excerpt, if you will, because or a demo, because it's not even a full game or anything like that. Um, but uh and from an archivist standpoint this is unfortunate because again they've locked it to old hardware which just means archiving and protecting this these files becomes ever so slightly harder when you can't you know play it on on new hardware and move things over and stuff like that um uh, but it doesn't surprise me because Konami you know was not fond of the idea of people playing it on current gen hardware let alone next gen hardware so and again Konami's gun konami like i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: we don't go to konami expecting player friendly decisions ever so this doesn't surprise me at all. It's disappointing. Uh, but again, I'm not surprised. I, I, I don't understand necessarily. Like, listen, if people can bring it over and play it, like, I don't know what harm that causes. But obviously they're not, they don't want nothing to do with this game. They don't want any attachment to it. They want it dead. They want it forgotten. And uh, it, they're just obviously taking steps to enforce that
1: yeah it was such an inter- interesting thing like it was a more i was more curious in the story than uh, you know i played pt i do have it on my old hard drive for my playstation 4 so if i really wanted to i could run circles into getting it but um it is i'm more interested in this kind of aspect where people are still demanding this demo oh yeah um, you know people pt st- stood for playable trait uh, teaser or whatever kojima said at the time and i get it I, you know i I don't get the going out. I understood them taking it off the marketplace because they're like, listen, this game's canceled. It's not going to happen anymore. Everyone's moved on. We're not going to keep this demo up for no reason. I think they should have just left it up. Why not? But to go out of your way to make sure that it doesn't work on next-gen hardware, again, we never... I haven't seen any... Yeah, I've never seen it actually physically run on a PS5. I know IGN Japan says they had it running and now it doesn't run. We have no visible proof of that. I don't see why they would lie. I just think of all the great things coming from Next Gen. We're still stuck on a demo of a game that's never seen the light of day. I would like to get hopeful and be like, well, this is more of a separation thing. There's this long rumor now that a new Silent Hill game is coming. They may want to maybe downplay PT, really separate themselves. Nothing to do with, it, like you said, and kind of focus on the new Silent Hills or whatever they're going to make. I don't believe it uh, one way or the other, but... It's such a, just a weird thing to do. I think also people just, I know it sucks, but it's uh it's time to let PT go. I, I don't, What are you guys gonna play your PlayStation Seven with PT on it? Yeah. Uh, guys, it's it's just it's time to let it go. You guys continue. You know h- how often p- do p- are people still playing this demo? You know I understand it was good. The videos exist out there forever on YouTube and vice versa. I always thought the demo was interesting. I did not think it was like the best demo. Like. If it was still on my PS4 playable, I would not be playing it right now. Like, I played it one time and that was it. Before even the debacle. I was like... So, it's it's interesting that Konami has to be so extra. And going to cancel, you know, make sure it doesn't run on PS5 and stuff like that. But like you said, it doesn't surprise me that they did that. They are sometimes so anti-consumer and things like that. But at the same time, it's kind of like they want to get past it. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's time we all get past it as well.
0: Yeah, Konami's known for making decisions where it kind of just makes you sit back and rack, and it's like, why do you care so much? It's kind of like when they block Kojima from going to, like, award shows. It's like, what is wrong with you? Like, the things that they choose to get super hung up for. And it's like, how about, like, ship a game that people actually like? Like, how about that, Konami? Like, uh, yeah, you remember I, Metal Gear Survive? Like, this, this is this is the company we're dealing with right
1: now. Like, I, play, I played Metal Gear Survive. Remember, if you wanted to make a second character in Metal Gear Survive, you had to pay 10 extra dollars. Yeah, I mean, I played it too. It was awful. The game's terrible. The game's terrible. Yeah, so it's like, I mean... I just felt like it
0: would have been... They made this a bigger story than it needs to be. they Don't support it. Don't update it. It is what it is. Listen, if you want to play it on next-gen hardware, I mean, you do what you want to do, but for them going all the way out of their way to... No, you cannot play this on future hardware. Even with a new game coming there, it's just like... People are going to play the new Silent Hill game. You don't... I, are you really afraid that there's like going to be sales lost because pt is playable like no i don't need the new silent hills i got this seven minute demo where i can walk through the hallways multiple times this will get it done for me like come on guys
1: that's the thing yeah i just can i just i don't get it i don't get the hype and i love silent hills i love yeah i love know, pt but come on guys. i i enjoy pt but guys i mean um if for whatever reason it was playable on ps5 i would not be going through the hoops that you need to do to get it on PS5, I don't, I don't want to play it. I don't want to play it. True, uh, there's no reason to. All right, going on to the next story. So, an interesting story, kind of a lot to kind of uh, unpack here. So, Jabro, right now we're recording on November eighth. We're at the the dawn, the eve of the next gen, which is yep. exciting times. It's super exciting times, and you know, uh, both systems did have big pre-order debacles and all that kind of. Uh, I like to say fun stuff, but it was terrible, super stressful. So people are hopefully, you know, they're out there getting excited, hoping that they can get PlayStation 5s at launch. Sony has confirmed now. I'll, I'll write, write, read right into the, the article. So Sony has confirmed that PS5 launch day sales will be online only this year, meaning there will be no physical units available for purchase in stores on its launch day of November 12, 2020. This was revealed on the PlayStation Blog. Sony has made this decision in the interest of keeping our gamers, retailers, and staff safe amidst COVID-19 and confirmed that all day of launch sales will be conducted through the online stores of our retail partners. Sony asked the people, please don't plan on camping out or lining up outside of your local retailer on launch day in hopes of finding a PlayStation 5 console. Now, Jabral, you and I have, uh, we were lucky enough to get our consoles pre-ordered online whether they ship to us on launch day or not that's a different story whether it gets canceled last second I don't think so but that's a different story this is this is an interesting story um, I always was I was very confused because you got to remember that not too long ago they were talking about having more PS5s available for launch than PS4s were available I remember people a week or two after the PlayStation 4 launch being able to walk in and get you know calling you be able to just go and pick one up this is where they're going so far out to make sure not—it's almost getting people's hopes lower that people won't have their you know, can't find launch systems if you didn't pre-order it, pretty much. And it's a little sad. It's a little sadding because I want—if you want a PlayStation 5 and can afford a PlayStation 5, right? now, I would love for everyone just to get one right now. We can all enjoy it together. But how are you reacting to this? Because it's such a weird story. I don't i don't really like their reasoning that much. But uh, how was your reaction to this uh, late news that came in?
0: Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is COVID, this whole era, this whole pandemic Has normalized a lot of strange things in general And so a console, a brand new mainline PlayStation console launching with zero physical location presence Is nuts And I feel like a lot of people are not realizing How like nuts this is And again, I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do I'm just saying that this is a major deal That they're going completely online only. Again, places like GameStop have an online presence and stuff like that. So they're not getting cut out of the deal completely. But this is a major step in a direction that I feel like... This is not going to be just an anomaly. Like, I'm not going to be surprised if many launches go this direction going forward in general. Because I just feel like the whole kiosk setup getting allocations to each store process if you can cut all that out and just be like go to the online retailers here's your allocation walmart amazon you know whatever gamestop send them out it's probably easier on sony's end um but yeah no that's that's wild that there's just going to be none in store however their kind of decision about like basically we're not going to have any in physical locations because we want to de-incentivize people going there in person i don't buy that personally i don't i wouldn't say they're lying But I think this is more of an allocation issue. Uh, uh, You know, getting enough consoles out there in a wild issue more than it is a we want people to be safe during COVID issue. That's just my personal thing. I have no data to back that up. That's just... I don't necessarily buy that. Um, Yeah, again, I just think that they... Everybody's been supply constrained, specifically, especially considering the fact that so many of these parts come out of uh, China, specifically, and that and that one company, whose uh, name is it, was uh, Foxconn or something like that. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Everything comes out of them, and so when China shut down for quite a while, and I, they're back up and running now, from what I understand, uh, that constrained everybody. Because again, there's a new iPhone launching today. They're dealing with problems. Xbox launching, PlayStation's launching. Who knows what Google's using. For maybe they're building their three stadia units out of that too. I don't know, um, but yeah, everybody's supply constrained. Yeah, and the idea that oh no, we have a ton of consoles, we're just not going to put it out there. I just I feel like if they had the consoles to put out there, they would find a way to do that because again, social distancing and being safe and camping out responsibly and stuff like that. If they really wanted to, the re- that's first off, that's a retail store problem second off they have the actionable items we've seen what six to eight months of how to do this. This is not a new thing. The COVID epidemic's been around for quite a while. We know how it works. We know how to mitigate it the best you can in physical kind of locations and stuff like that. Uh, so they could do it if they wanted to. So again, I feel like if this was an option, they would take advantage of it. And I feel like they're like, okay, we're short. How do we market spend this? Oh yeah, we care about people. We're going to keep people safe. So that's that's just my projection. Uh, I, I could be incorrect, but that's kind of way I read it.
1: Yeah, and you're not alone there. I, so I've, I don't. Again, I stay off many game news and things, but a lot of people have been kind of the same feeling. They're like, well, they're definitely not doing that because they, not that they don't care if people get corona or get COVID, but they do. You know, they have a probably big backlist of online orders that they won't be able to satisfy immediately. So I think it's bad publicity. I think it's bad. You know, marketing that. Let's say you went through all the stress of pre-ordering it online. You didn't get yours on launch day. I was able to walk into Sam's Club, uh, BJ's, or anything like that, walk it off, and just walk off with it. No stress. That just doesn't look well for you. <laughs> that's a that's a big uh, blow. And I think trying to mitigate some of that stuff, they got to satisfy those online pre-orders first. They have to take care of all those online orders first. You know, I don't understand how other people, other like uh, retail stores get their pre-order system. I, I only experienced GameStops where you know we they were. When we were getting a new system, we were limited. We we're like, you guys can take 10 pre orders, that's it. For the PlayStation 5, most stores that I spoke to, and some of the people that I, I know that still work there, they're like, yeah, we were given like eight, and that's it. And we were told not to expect any more by the end of the year. And I'm like, that's. I mean, Sony doesn't want that, obviously. GameStop, still, as much as a joke as it is, it sells, could be a good place to sell hardware. Giving them eight units, and that's it for the end of the year is uh kind of it's it, it sucks it does suck but um you have to understand that yeah it's probably way more of a supply constraint than it is trying to keep people safe from covid and you know this is what they expect i fully expect to probably see some in stores this year they're telling you not to expect it not to do it i think their big thing is obviously launch day they gotta hit black friday
0: i, I just i don't buy it they're, they're half have, they have to hit black friday
1: yeah it's weird i just got GameStop's stops uh, daily ad or weekly ad and the whole thing is just Xbox Series and PlayStation and it's like has the prices and games and stuff like that. you got to assume even, you know, more online deals will probably open up probably before you get some in stores, but some places just can't control it. <laughs> Walmart, keep an eye out for these kind of places if you're really looking to get a system or get to a different system because they will appear. I think it's easier to tempt people down. And be like, listen, don't expect it. And if people start finding them in the wild, people start not picking up pre-orders or whatever. Maybe there's people who get double pre-orders, one in store, one not, not in store. You know, it's 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 a mixed bag. And this is obviously they're not doing this to try to create artificial hype. It's not like the Wii situation. Oh, yeah. No. This is definitely that they just Th- they would Wii- avoid this if they could. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to not sell their system. People are demanding. People want their system. Why would you not want to? Why would you not want to give people your system that they want to pay you cash for? So it's obviously just all this other stuff. This year's just been a big, hectic you know, move moving. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's just you have this really common kind of like scenario where, like, you're, tr- you're trying to tell me, like, in late November, right before when everybody starts their Christmas shopping, and you're going to have all these families, all these parents flooding Best Buys, Walmarts, Targets, being like, oh, do you have the PlayStation 5 console? I want to buy it for my kid. And you're telling me you're going to have nothing for them. Nothing. And again, they stressed launch day. So that's it. You better. It better be pretty damn close then, because again, we're talking about a a, two weeks after. Two weeks. So if they're supply constrained, I I just I I don't really understand this. So is two weeks enough for you to get your quantity up? Maybe is. What are the dangers that are gonna be avoided from not having them in launch day that will be, not also not present when you launch it two weeks later in physical person? You know what I mean? Like. Okay, we don't have PS5s for launch because we don't want to aid in people contracting COVID. All right. But in two weeks when we launch it in the stores during Black Friday where people literally stampede into stores, that'll be okay. Or are you going to skip that too? Because if it's really about caring about people's health, you wouldn't launch this until a vaccine's out. Let's just keep it, like for real. I mean, keeping it honest. So I don't necessarily, I feel like this is a little bit of marketing spin. A little bit
1: yeah they're just trying to soften the blow because you you want to be able to retweet the other way around like hey we were able to manufacture cut deals more systems are available then you want that tweet instead of hey guys we oversold not you guys aren't all getting your ps 5s like that's the negative tweet you want the positive tweet of more are available next week tomorrow whatever you don't want to be the guys tweeting reverse hey guys my bad. You guys aren't getting your system. You don't. You don't want that right now.
0: Well, yeah. And ultimately, the place I want everybody to be in is pretty much the place where Sony wants everybody. To be. That ultimately, in a relatively timely manner, hopefully by next year, but maybe in sometime in Q1 next year, everyone who wants a PS5 can get one. Ultimately, that's the position they want to be in. That's where I would like everybody in, because I don't like being in a scenario where like we're gonna have our consoles, but then everyone we know can't get one that also sucks for like multiplayer too because again you want people to play with and it's like if none of your friends are able to get one that's kind of isolating too as well so i'm hoping in a relatively timely manner they can figure this out and they can start getting them out there into the wild because again those physical locations as much as i don't go into stores and you know buy consoles like that traditionally anymore i know a lot of people who do and so uh, i hope they're able to rectify that in a timely manner
1: yeah and they have to and it's obviously what this whole situation was it's kind of more delaying why they try to figure it out because you're true it's very true you just have to you want people to have your system and that is the big part especially in this day of social distancing still what good is if i have a playstation with multiplayer games i'm not inviting people over to play play it i just can't have just people come in off the street into my house you know it's just <laughs> it's a different situation where online gaming is like at its greatest right now just because of the fact that people are staying separated And it sucks, you know? Again, even though we don't have like crazy multiplayer games that launch, it'd be nice just to all kind of experience it together.
0: True so i guess we can jump into the loose hopping and we're making crazy time today it's gonna to be a little bit of a shorter show uh than previous episodes uh but that's obviously because you know we're coming up on next gen things are coming down everybody's ramping up but everybody's kind of writing about stories uh, writing stories about a console we don't got so there's only yeah, so much we could say about it's it it's
1: all it's all been reviews reviews of controls reviews of uh, tons of stuff so the
0: media remote the camera the is best buy overheating their (laughs) having
1: haven't even opened my camera it's over there
0: uh what are you gonna do with it you know is is that for vr is that what that's for
1: i was under the impression it was for vr but they did come out i want to say like two weeks ago saying if you're playing vr backwards compatible on playstation 5 you can't use that camera you have to use the old camera which means you had to go to that playstation request camera adapter and put your information in which i did and was a headache
0: All right. Well, God bless them, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I'll let you guys
1: know when I get my (laughs) head
0: Best of luck to you guys. hope you figure that out. Um, I guess so we can jump into the loose topic. I'm actually really excited about this one. This is a really fascinating topic. It's something that's been thrown around quite a bit. For anybody who pays attention to gaming, you've heard about the Nintendo bump. And I say that in quotes because it's a controversial idea to begin with. Some people think it's a thing. Some people really put it as a criticism towards uh, Nintendo, towards IGN and people like them who've reviewed their games. Some people don't think it exists whatsoever. So basically the idea of the Nintendo bump is that because I guess Nintendo has this real love from a, a good chunk of the game industry, people feel like they get a lot of slack that maybe other companies don't get uh that maybe games are rated way higher like maybe like a zelda breath of the wild that if it was released by sony or microsoft it wouldn't nearly have as high of a score so the bump in its review score so it's a controversial idea Uh, my personal thoughts and then I, i guess i can ask you what you feel about it is do i think the nintendo bump exists i think it can exist i think it has existed do I think it exists across the board for every single game they release? Absolutely not. Um, I think we it's important to differentiate between a kind of indiscriminate bump in score and people just having a lot of love for a specific IP and that IP holding a different weight than others. So naturally, maybe a Mario game is just going to have that je ne sais quoi that maybe Sackboy don't got you know what i mean like yeah. it's just there's a lot of decades in invested into these ip there's a certain nintendo magic that they do that nintendo just has these intangibles that sometimes can make their games skew a little higher in in review scores and then other ones that you'd think that naturally are just as good won't get that that score, because again, Nintendo has this certain way that they go about their, their platformers and their arcade games and their multiplayer games that although it's really hard to properly replicate. Uh, so again, the Nintendo bump, I think, is generally speaking an overstated thing, personally. That's what I think, is that I think people think it affects scores a lot more than it actually does. I think there's certain times that Nintendo's put out a relatively kind of the same platformer that's gotten way higher scores especially specifically and again i love this franchise but i feel like kirby gets this if any if any ip gets it i feel like it kirby gets it i i love kirby i think it's fun i think it's cute i love the imagery of it really solid games from there so what some of my favorite you know the n64 one the crystal shards or whatever it's called i love that game um (laughs) yeah but it's generally speaking a pretty mid platformer game But it gets some pretty solid scores. It gets pretty consistent, sometimes 7s, mostly 8s. And I think it's breached into 9 before. If another company made Kirby, would it be scoring that hard? Not a chance in hell does it score that high. But there's something about that Nintendo magic and what Kirby means to the industry where I feel like people give it a lot more slack than maybe others. But this idea that like Breath of the Wild, for example... Is nowhere close as good as Horizon, and it would be a six. by I, I just don't buy that at all. Uh, I think, generally speaking, the high scores that Nintendo gets, they've earned. Um, but w- what is your feeling about this?
1: So yeah, you know, and we've just the Nintendo bump in reviews. I'm very much in agreement where it's something that does go into effect in and out. And the Kirby series is an, an amazing example where I want to say. There's like seven Kirby games that they're they're the exact same game, Absolutely. you know. Sometimes with a gimmick, but you're talking down to the soundtrack, down to the level design, down to. Uh, just think about how many times you guys fought. Uh, what's the tree? Wispy Woods, Willie Woods, whatever. Oh, yeah. He's the pretty exact much the same fight too. <laughs> he's pretty much the first boss and the exact same boss in I want to say like s- almost ten Kirby games. I don't know how many Kirby games are out, but. Every Kirby game that I've played, and I've played most of them. I think there's that robot one on 3DS I didn't play, but most of them, so you start off in the woods, and the first boss is the tree. So it's it's definitely there, but those games get rated pretty high. And you know, my favorite one is um, Nightmare Dreamland, I think is what it's called, which is the remake and whatever all that stuff on GBA. But most of those levels have been recreated <laughs> in the newest one, which was uh, Star Allies. So it's you know. But those games get reviewed very well. When they're really kind of the same. And it, and it's a mixture. It is something that does go into effect. And I do think now I, I think I've discussed this before where I'm not I love Breath of the Wild. I think it was a great game. I do not think it was a ten out of ten. I believe that's where most people rated it. The game has no dungeons, uh, the shrines doesn't make sense, it's kind of lackluster to me, and there's no real story in it. Which is why you have to make you know, you had to make a whole spin off just to give us the story we wanted. That at all, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just think it's a really good game. It's not a masterpiece, which is what most people understand a 10 out of 10 game to be. Yeah. And and Zelda is one that almost everything Zelda always gets a big, big bump. You know, a big, you know, almost like a nostalgic thing. It's like, I love this franchise so much that I couldn't do it. You know, the only other game that, you know, a big series that and I think most people are agreements is, you know, Pokemon, which I know is... I mean it's practically a first party Nintendo yeah, game. It's an exclusive. It's I guess technically Game Freak is not. It's technically Nintendo. yeah, it's technically a second but I, you know it's it's tricky but Pokemon games are Nintendo's, you know, and those games yeah. are, I mean are we've been playing them forever and for most of the stuff we're finally getting some little bit of changes and stuff. Most of the stories the same. The you know formula is the same. The starters you start with are the exact same, you know, fire, water, and uh grass type and so it's like those games those games continually continually get rated very high and you know there's very even onto spin-offs which like i'll see some of these spin-offs and i'll be like this is dumb what do you mean like i wake up as a pokemon and you want me to spin my stylus around my ds to attack like that's not fun but the game's still getting rated eight nines game of the year discussions i'm like guys if it wasn't the fact that this was pokemon you guys wouldn't be talking about it that way and i haven't spent a lot of time with like the what's that pokemon game temtem oh yeah pokemon you know that game is doing a lot of things better than what pokemon is and people are very critical on it oh it doesn't look as good i'm like really it looks fine (laughs) it looks fine to me it looks like a nintendo game looks like you guys are just upset you can't be talking about pokemon and talking about how a game looks come on now yeah go play those 3ds pokemon games and tell me you guys thought those were good um play sword and shield I, lo- yeah, I love I love those it's... games. Come on now. Yeah, exactly, and, and and it's the you know the quality's there, sure, but the just it's the same game, and those are the games that are getting this slight like, bump, and I, I do understand that it does happen. I also think it's partially in, you know, the reviewers that are giving it. Obviously, <laughs> um, we're not getting into specific people, but there's like certain people. If you give them a Zelda game, no matter what it is, they're gonna praise it to the highest it can be, and the same goes with Pokemon, and the same goes with that so that's where it does exist where people think nintendo game and it automatically thinks it's a bump and it works both ways why do you think nintendo's you know go buy breath of the wild which at this point is what four years old now the game's 60 bucks yeah uh, i just and, and go get the last of us and you probably can get the last of us for like 30 dollars. and i can i know different I should, shouldn't know that go on sale for 9.99 <laughs> you know different game all that kind of stuff but and i I get it but it's because people hold that praise there it's because people think oh this game's a 10 out of 10 i'm like yeah breath of the wild is great at launch it definitely deserved to be whatever it was 50 60 but four years later we're about to get a prequel to it there's a sequel in the works and you're telling me i still have to pay full price for it so it's like those minor things that really show that that Nintendo does have this sort of bump and fog that people just don't want to knock it down. They're afraid of Nintendo for some reason. And, you know, we've seen this happen over and over. So, like, like I'm in complete agreement with you where it it exists. It does exist. There are a few reviewers that consistently have their nostalgia glasses on, or I don't know what it is, that they will not want to say anything bad about a Nintendo game. But it is something that activates and deactivates the newest Paper Mario, which actually you know, like I said, I was just playing, was reviewed fine. I, in a normal world with that bump, people would be talking about that game. Nine out of ten, ten out of ten. Yeah, and exactly. And most re- yeah. and most reviews were like, cool, seven, eight. That and that's not a bad score. That's a good game. That's fair, yeah. Uh, and that's uh, and I actually kind of agree with that. I would say seven out of ten is about where that game is to me. No, the bump wasn't in effect during that time and stuff like that. So it's you know not in effect, but you guys know what I mean. It's just some people just have that affinity. You give that game to someone else, and they're gonna tell you it's a nine out of ten, it's a ten out of ten, where it really, it really isn't. And we have to accept that.
0: Yeah, and when I was
1: I was thinking about
0: the uh, the Nintendo bump and how like I feel like maybe some of their franchises may get a lot of praise where we've seen examples of other companies doing a very similar thing and that just not being received the same way. And, again, I like both of these games, but let me just... What would Star Fox be if it wasn't made by Nintendo? You, you want to know what it is? Panzer Dragoon. Mm-hmm. And you see, look at the reviews difference. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Is just like, if, if Star Fox was made by, like, Microsoft with different IPs and stuff like that, the reviews aren't coming nowhere near that. Like, I mean, like, some of those games are borderline unplayable, but, like, and again, I respect the hell out of them, and I understand they're classic and something like that, but th- I think it's important. People need to check, like, their bias sometimes for Nintendo, and again, this has come from somebody who I love Nintendo games, but I think there's also something to be said about the timelessness of Nintendo games, where sometimes their scores in the time may seem a little bit much, but then... 20 years pass and people are still talking about that game and you have to take into effect that that's worth something as well Where, like how many games from that the n64 ps1 generations are people talking about like they do with mario 64 mm-hmm. like how many not many how many if you make a top 10 of the best platformers of of all time how many of them are nintendo games mm-hmm. like it's it's so in the time you might be like oh great another 16-bit platformer oh great another 3d open world platformer okay whatever and then in 20 years none of their competition is being mentioned and it makes that 9 out of 10 that 10 out of 10 make a lot more sense and i feel like if there was one thing nintendo can do better than pretty much anybody it's that timelessness thing it's that they're just making they're able to make games that stand the test of time much better than anyone else is literally able to do because again there's like amazing classic games that people love during the ps3 generation that no one talks about now and then there's games that nintendo literally released in 1986 that people go back to on a yearly basis to this day not take out nostalgia take out anything you want there's no story there's nothing just raw gameplay that stands on its own. And I think that's worth consideration as well, which is why that quote unquote bump might exist, is because they're maybe looking at factors beyond what it means to the modern landscape. It's basically like, I don't have any doubt that in 15 years, people will be going back to Odyssey. I, I don't doubt that. Um, And that's not something I can say about almost any other game that came out this year. Because again, I love Horizon. I love Uncharted. Do I think people are going to care that much about it in 20 years? Not really. Because I think iterations of those games and higher quality will exist in the future. And I can't not necessarily say that. Because again, Nintendo does a very kind of off-kilter thing. They're not tech demos. They're not narrative wonders. They're gameplay. And gameplay... A lot of people say, you know, Colin included, gameplay is king, you know what I mean? At the end mm-hmm. of the day. And quality gameplay stands the test of time. Stories, visual fidelity, crazy tech is, you know, ambiguous. It changes, it evolves, and the the way people like it in one era may not translate the best to going forward. So that can also explain the bump a little bit, at least to me, is that I feel like Nintendo plays almost a deeper game where they're trying to play towards the consumer in three generations, where a lot of people like hyper focus on now. And when you focus on hyper focus on now, Nintendo games can seem very unimagin unimaginative, mm-hmm. you know, not really doing too much that would never say, "Oh, great, another kid's game." But then next thing you know you're a grown person started your own family and your kids are playing games from your childhood, and they genuinely like it. And could you do that with any other company? Not really. So I think that's worth consideration.
1: Yeah, that does. That makes a lot of sense as well.
0: So, that was the show, guys. Speaking of a bump, though, you know who's not going to get a bump when their thing comes out? It's probably the (laughs) Atari VCS, who are (laughs) definitely going to get the scores that they deserve. God bless them. God bless all the people who actually bought that console. We have you in our prayers. This was the Neo Vintage Podcast. I am Jabral, and I am with... Steve, hope you guys enjoyed. Until next time, we'll see you guys. Bye. Take care.